stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I don't know if a 41% approval rating is anything to get too excited about, but if you're Premier Rachel Notley uh, and you were looking at much bleaker numbers just over a year ago, uh, there are probably ways you can find to take a half a glass half full kind of look at all of this. Uh, some new numbers uh, out today from Dart Insight and Communications looking at how Canada's premiers have been faring, what kind of approval ratings they're all looking at, but also to look at some trends. Now, with Rachel Notley, for example... She had a bit of a honeymoon phase. Things started out pretty well for her, above 50% for a while. Uh, you know, that started to change and uh, changed in a big way. Bottoming out uh, last year, around the middle of last year, 28%. Uh, but the trend has been in the right direction for Premier Rachel Notley. And uh, going into a spring election next year, I suppose they'll hope that continues. Up six points from the last survey to 41% approval rating, which puts her more or less in the middle of the pack as far as Canada's premiers are concerned. Now, before we get to our guest to talk a bit more about these numbers, the Premier was asked about this today. Here's how she responded. Well, you know, as I always say with respect to polls, um, you know, uh, I... We, when uh, we ran uh, for office in 2015, we laid out a plan and we laid out a commitment to the people of Alberta in terms of what we would do uh, um, as, as government should the people of Alberta give us that privilege. And uh, my focus is simply on, on uh, staying true to that and delivering everything that we can on what we promise to the people of Alberta. Uh, you know, uh, working very hard each and every day to uh, have Albertans' backs as we move forward through the recovery, creating jobs, supporting important public services and doing everything we can to make life more affordable. So we're just going to keep doing that and I'll get a little bit more uh, focused on the polls uh, when we actually get into an election season, which isn't actually now. Well, I, I suppose that's what you'd expect any politician to say, whether the polls are good or bad, say the only ones that matter are the ones on election day. Joining us uh, for more, and I'll very pleased to welcome to the program, John Wright, who is CEO of Dart Insights. I've uh, been doing a polling and uh, commentating for some 30 years now in Canadian politics. John, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Great, Great to be with you. Um, so th- this is, as I say, we- we've got numbers that go back a few years for each of these premiers. So th- this is something that, that your organization does on a regular basis. Yeah, when I, I actually was 27 years at Angus Reid and uh, Ipsos and then um, decided that when most of the employees at that firm were not born when I uh, uh, started <laughs> working, I decided to start my own firm. Yeah. And so I've inherited this and it's gone on. This is now about the 40th wave that we've, uh, we've done. Uh, so let's talk a bit about Premier Nolly. We can look at some of the other interesting stories here, but uh, it, it's it's quite um, an interesting uh, few years for Rachel Notley. I guess it's maybe as close to a, a U shape as you're going to see in in this uh, in these numbers. That's you know, as I say, things started off not too bad for her, as maybe any new government would get, and then uh, then the numbers really took a nosedive, didn't they? Yeah, and you you really have to parse this, I think, into two sections. One is clearly with the uh, financial circumstances in uh, in Alberta with the oil patch going through a downturn and uh, Rachel Notley trying to spend uh, the money to prop up the economy and expand the deficit. When it was a focus on the economy, it certainly wasn't going well for her. However, she has, as you know, uh, changed tax. 
Um, the issue in Alberta over the last 18 months is pretty well being uh, gas prices. Um, and with the Trans Mountain Pipeline and uh, with the dispute next door with British Columbia, and now even today with Bill C-69, where a couple of cabinet ministers have gone off to Ottawa to fight uh, some project renewal um, elements that uh, will come into play. I mean, it's it's turned to her becoming an advocate on behalf of the province um, on the energy pieces, uh, a vociferous advocate uh, uh, compared to her uh, counterpart next door and the prime minister. Um, and so standing up for Alberta is probably the closer way to uh, put her positioning right now as opposed to, you know, the spending premier, which was before. Yeah, I think it's been interesting, and a lot of people have noticed that, you know, we, we had, you know, these these big controversies. I mean, Bill 6 was one example, I recall, and you had people protesting at the legislature. Uh, some tough decisions that they made, some, some dramatic changes in policy, but it seemed very deliberate on their part to do as much of that as possible, you know, in the first half of their term, so that some there'd be some distance between some of those controversial decisions and the election. They seem to have been much more careful to not rock the boat policy-wise over the last year or so, and the economy has started to recover a bit. So it's it's understandable, I guess, maybe that you'd, you'd start to see some changes in those numbers. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at uh, Premier Ford in Ontario, his numbers are down about three points compared to when he was first elected. But that's after an incredibly um, difficult uh, and loud debate around the Toronto region with respect to the use or the potential use of the notwithstanding clause. Uh, The government is also moving very, very quickly uh, in that regard to downsize Toronto Council, to now move on a series of other not-so-popular things to get it out of the way now because you really do need the last 18 months to move forward but I I would characterize Ms. Notley's positioning a little bit differently Uh, I mean if you would think of the traditional uh, NDP government it would be more reflective of what's next door in British Columbia uh, where, in fact, it embraces the environmental issues uh, far more to a degree than Rachel Notley has. And the transformation for the Premier has really been around the ability to move the province forward. She needs to have it move forward. She needs the revenue from growth and opportunity. She needs to ensure uh, that the federal government is held to um, its promises to move things along. So one could argue that if it was just you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, she might kind of look more of an NDP government, but it's not. And it's Alberta, and it's representing Albertans at a very tough time. And I think that's where you start to trace back the 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 hockey stick movement in her numbers is when she started to take these tough stands. And if you're going to be in Alberta nowadays, there's no other way to go. Yeah, well, and there, there's still a ways to go. I mean, uh, it, it certainly helps that, that she's now taking a different approach and has, uh, has a firmer tone in, in standing up to Ottawa. But, the you know, the lack of pipeline construction is going to be tough for her to overcome, uh, I think, in the election. Uh, John, let's, well, your, your thoughts on that, though? Well, the other thing is that it was a split conservative party last time we went into it. And Jason mm-hmm. Kenney, of course, is now um, there with the conservatives and uh, and is, is moving along in a two-party province. Uh, she's going to have to do a lot better than 41% or even 45% in order to score a, a good-sized government. So, uh, I mean, a lot has changed since she was elected, but I think this is the path that if I were 
sitting in her corner office uh, as an advisor, I would be saying that this is the only way forward, both politically and economically, for the province. Uh, it's interesting because the two most popular premiers in the country reside on, on either side of Alberta, two very different politicians in John Horgan and Scott Moe. Yeah, and, and Scott Moe having taken over from Brad Wall, again, not really rocking the boat um, uh, like a couple of the new... Uh, inheriting Brad Wall's uh, government, he hasn't rocked the boat really much at all. I mean, is he putting his own stamp on Saskatchewan? Answer is yes. I mean, he's really stood up to Mr. Trudeau on the carbon tax. He's in China, I believe, this week on trade. Um, he's moved forward in a very steady way, but he isn't facing an imminent election campaign. Um, if you look to Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, it's, the premier, there's a bit of an anomaly because the way to look at the map was when you had Kathleen Wynne in Ontario lined up with liberal premiers all the way to the Atlantic provinces, they were basically in the lowest numbers that you could imagine for approval ratings. And in fact, uh, on Monday night uh, in New Brunswick, there was an election and, and the liberals are now hanging on uh, by the skin of their teeth. And we've got an election in Quebec, which you know, it was very close as well for the premier there. It was also liberal. Things have changed. Ontario's gone conservative. Um, the Maritimes has, is is kind of twisting on the potential of losing a lot of those seats down there, except uh, the premier of Newfoundland, who is, you know, considerably up in, in his approval ratings, and he's not leaving anytime soon, but the others are in great jeopardy. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned uh, two of them, uh, Brian Gallant. For now, I guess, as Premier of New Brunswick, probably not for long. Uh, Philip Couillard is in a real tough battle in Quebec. I mean, not surprisingly, the, these are two premiers kind of at the, at the low end uh, of the approval ratings, rankings. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it takes a lot for improvement. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen, um, you know, just because you're having an election campaign. But it's clear, as an example with uh, Mr. Gallant, uh, he went into the election with a um, with a majority government, but there were already signs with a new People's Party that was coming into power. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, being able to elect people and the Green Party. Now, let's put this in perspective. For almost a hundred years, New Brunswick has not had any more than two parties. I think it's only been on one other occasion that there's been a third party involved. So it's rare. It's even rarer after Monday night to have four parties in the legislature, three mm -hmm. uh, for the Greens, three for the People's uh, Party. And he did get exactly, exactly what his approval rating was. He got 37%. That's what he was sitting at. But because it was concentrated in certain parts of the province, it was a little bit like Hillary Clinton. You won the popular vote, but you didn't win the seats. Right. So you're right. He's going to wait until December when he can convene the House, try and cajole and get some support from um, the Green Party, I would suspect, not the others. Um, and see if he can govern by taking, you know, a speaker from the conservatives and putting them on the throne. Uh, if, it, if all of that happens, he may be able to uh, hang on. But if, if at least one of those things doesn't happen, it looks like the liberals will have to try and form a government. And we may be back to the polls there before long. Yeah, indeed. Well, some interesting numbers, John. Appreciate you spending some time with us here today to go over them. Thanks for this. Hey, it's my, t my, my pleasure. Take care. You too. Uh, this is John Wright, CEO of Dart Insight and Communications, Dart I-N-C-O-M dot C-A. Uh, so not the like kind of middle of the pack, which, again, I mean, that, those, those aren't overwhelming poll numbers. 41% approval is, is not great. 
so, yeah, I mean, if you want to spin this as, wow, fantastic news for Rachel Notley, she's sailing, everybody loves her. Well, not exactly. <laughs> not as bad as it was. But that's not a ringing endorsement either. Uh, so, like I said, middle of the pack. There are five premiers uh, who have worse approval ratings. Uh, Doug Ford. Uh, Philip Couillard. Um, Gallant in uh, New Brunswick, McNeil uh, in Nova Scotia, and Ball in Newfoundland. Uh, Brian Pallister in Manitoba at 42%, so just above Rachel Notley. John Horgan at 49%, and Scott Moe at 55%. Uh, Scott Moe and John Horgan more or less have been holding steady, too, at, at where they are. And, I mean, for Scott Moe, obviously he took over from a very popular premier in Brad Wall, and those numbers haven't really changed all that much. Uh, in BC, I mean, obviously, if you ask Albertans what they think of, of John Horgan, you get a different kind of answer. But his numbers have been pretty steady over the last year as well. It was at 48% a year ago, it went up slightly, back down slightly, but more or less unchanged. Uh, anyway, 974-8255 is our number, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.